Hello, and thank you for joining me today for another episode of Titanium Blonde Talks. This is all about women, women's stories, about celebrating women, about uplifting women, and just sharing our stories, our journeys, the triumphs, the trials, all of the things that go into living a full life. And just to remind everyone, this is a, co- a podcast that is about adults. We do use adult salty language. So if there are little people in the room, you may want to not listen to this podcast until later. Today, I would like you to please welcome Kiri. She's here to tell us a little bit about her life. She is a hairstylist. And in the second half of her life, she has also found the passion in vintage shopping and has created a side hustle out of selling vintage vinyl and vintage clothing. So she's got a lot going on while she's raising a couple of teenage boys as well. And please welcome her. And thank you so much for joining me today, Carrie. I'm really glad that you're here. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here also. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you ended up where you are today? Well, okay, I'm 56 years old, and I've been divorced now for six years. Um, I got married later in life at 37 and had my first son at 39 and my second son at 42 and um, was in a bad marriage and, um, you know, thought that, you know, I was told that I wouldn't, uh, nobody would have me after this if I left and I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it on my own and that I needed that person. And, um, you know, that wasn't who I am. So I was basically the breadwinner in that relationship and things that I knew that it was time for me to move on and teach my boys better things and to see a bad marriage and a bad relationship. So took me a long time. I uh, finally got up the nerve to leave and been raising my boys on my own, financially on my own, in a new relationship uh, with a longtime friend of mine. And we have been together for quite a few years now. And uh, we uh, live together and he helps me with my children. And I've been a hairstylist, let's see, for, uh, I hate to admit to this, like maybe 30 something years, work behind the chair. And I also manage the salon. We have like 50 stylists and facialists and manicurists and all that. It's a rather big salon. And, you know, I've just had to like pull up my big girl skirt and support myself and my two boys on my own. So the second half of life to me is about, you know, living your best life, starting over and doing what you need to do to take care of yourself as a woman and yourself in a relationship with whomever you decide to be in with and to take care of your kids and show them that no matter how old you are, you can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it. I, I love that attitude. That is such a great thing to hear from you. How long did it take you after you knew that you were not in a good space in your relationship before you could actually pull the trigger and leave? Um, it took a, quite a while because um, the kids were rather young. I kind of knew a couple years in, and I, I was one of those people that prior to being married were like, oh, you know, if, if it's not good, you get out, you don't stay, you get out of what Yep. you're strong. Don't do that. But I didn't have kids. And so once I had children, I realized it changes everything. It changes so much. You want to stay. You don't want to do that to your kids. I mean, I came from a long line of divorce. If you can imagine my grandmother was divorced 
So, you know, that doesn't happen way back then, you know, then my mom, of course, and then um, myself. So, you know, I was trying to hold on to it and then, cause the kids and it was, and then I, then I felt like I became that person like, oh my gosh, I'm one of those women who's abused and, you know, not really physically, but like the mental abuse. And uh, I, I became one of those and that's not who I was. Cause I was like, you know, I always came back fighting. So I was struggling with, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go. So, you know, I tried to leave earlier and then the guilt was put on me about what I was going to do to my kids. And so I would say it took me a good eight years to finally get up and just do it and just say, you know what? I don't want my boys to grow up thinking this is how you treat a woman. And that became the driving force to get me out because it was like, if I raised boys that some woman came to me someday and said, how, what kind of monsters did you raise? You know what I mean? I, I could not live with that. So I knew I had to get out, not just for me, but for them. So it took like I said, about eight years until I finally was like, I'm done. They can't see this anymore. They can't see this is how you treat women. It's not okay. When you were feeling like people were trying to tell you not to leave or guilt tripping you or shaming you, was that coming from family or from somebody else? It was coming from him, basically. Ah. Actually, and no offense to any Dr. Laura followers out there, but um, he would use all that. You know, he he actually called the show when I was at work and uh, was put on, had to leave my client and say, oh, well, I'm going to be on the radio here. And, um, you know, it was those kind of things. It was the guilt. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was on the radio in the middle of a client uh, with Dr. Laura. And it's funny because, you know, they, they pre-interview uh, my ex that called. And so, you know, of course, he's not telling the, uh, the fluff girl on the phone um, what the real truth is. So when they get to me, it's like, no, you're not hearing, you know, no. So I think I, I think they want me to hang up after a while because, you know, <laughs> They heard the truth, you know, about the cheating and the, you know, uh, mental and verbal abuse and all that stuff. So, you know, it was that kind of guilt. It was that, you know, Dr. Laura says about what's going to happen to the kids. You need to stay till the kids are 18. And, you know, that kind of, that was where it came from. And then being scared, like, what am I going to do with these two boys? Because I knew if I left, I was not going to get any financial help. And, you know, we live in Orange County and it's super expensive to live and I'm self-employed, you know, so that's the other thing, you know, and then running them back and forth. I mean, I just, it, it, there was just so much that was overwhelming for me to that and, and the guilt in my own head about what am I going to do to my kids. So it, it was mostly from him and maybe a couple friends, but no family. There was no guilt from my family at all. The interesting thing is, is when you deal with someone like that, because I've been in not one, but two relationships like that, unfortunately, they they do their best to just batter your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your self-worth, and to put you in a position where you doubt yourself because they think they're smarter than you are. Yes, that's, yeah, which is, you know, not the case at all. And, but you do no. become that, like I said, I became that person that I would tell people like, oh my God, just leave. What the hell are you doing? You're so stupid. Why would you say, you know, I became that person out of just well, because part I of it is part of it is fear and part yeah. of it is you, you want to do the best that you can do for your kids and and part of it is as you think you know maybe if i just love this person enough everything will be okay but you know on a deeper level that that's never going to fucking happen yeah no matter what you do <laughs> yeah. no matter what you have to change it was a mistake you know i i think i waited too long to get i mean I married the wrong person so i was i was going through okay wait a minute i'm 
I'm 37. I, I need to be married. I, and you know, and I had that. I don't know if a lot of women went through that, but you know, when I was younger and dating, it was like, I don't want kids. I, I, you know, I don't have that, that thing clicking in me where I needed to have kids. And I felt fine. Then all of a sudden, you know, I hit like 35 and it was like, I want some kids. And I think I fell into that trap of, well, you need to have kids and be married or else you're going to be like the old mate or something. I don't know. And I think I just got married just to get married. So I take a lot of fault for doing that. Well, we, we all make mistakes and that's a part of who we are. It's not all of who we are and it's not what we are. It's just, you know, those are choices that happen, but it, it's so interesting to me that as women, and this is a part of the reason why I've put this community get together and decided to create this podcast is, is that there are so many different places in our society that are telling women who they should be, what they should be, how they should look, what they should think, what they should say, and how they should live their lives. It's no wonder that most of us are confused most of the time. And the day that you finally wake up one day and go, I'm not going to do this shit anymore. I'm going to do what I know is right in my heart and everybody else can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Right. But it it can be a really difficult thing to get to that point. And there's a lot of stuff that you have to work through to get there. So it sounds like that's what you had to do to, to really be able to break free from that relationship. And congratulations to you for being able to make your way out of that. Some people never do. And that's unfortunate. Well, thank you. You know, it made me stronger. I mean, I always felt, you know, I was raised by a single mom, same situation is like mirrored completely. You know what I mean? No financial help doing it all on her own. And it's just weird how I came, you know, I, I did exactly what she did and, but you know, she's a strong woman and she did teach me that and I'm much stronger and I'm so much more free now. It's just amazing. I mean, I think most women can't, you know, if you just push through all that, there's a, there's a light at the end of that, you know? There is. And and everybody has to go through whatever their process is in order to get to that point. Um, There's a lot of fear to move through. And like you said, you know, you had two little kids you had to take care of. But the great thing is, is that you've managed to teach your two sons the same thing that your mother did about being a strong woman. And those two boys now are going to go out into the world and they are going to not be afraid of a strong woman in their life. Absolutely. I, I agree. Yes. And that's, you know, that's a goal, you know, that's a, a goal for sure. And, um, you know, it's like, and then, you know, you realize at, at our age now that th- this is it, this is the second half. That's people want, don't want to look at it that way, but it is. And it's about making ourselves happy, doing what we want to do, doing what we need to do, but living our best life. I, you know, that's that typical quote everybody says, live your best life. But it, it's true because we're not going to get that time back and you've got to move forward and live the best that you can right now because this is the best we're going to be and keep, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I was a single parent at six months pregnant and 24 years old when my ex decided he didn't want to be married anymore and didn't want to be a father. So yeah, I understand completely. And at that point in time, I had no job, no car. He left me with absolutely nothing. And I mean, I was petrified. Luckily I had my family, but you know, there's, it's, boy, you can spend some time wallowing in all of that stuff in the past. And if I'd have done this, or if I had done that, or if I'd done this a little differently, and it's like, you know what, all of that stuff, the good stuff, the bad stuff, the hard stuff, the easy stuff, all of that is what makes you the the person that you are today. And it sounds like to me that you've really come to this appreciation for 
moving through all of that and now being able to create the life that you truly want to live. And that's the most amazing piece of the whole thing. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you know, that was, I'm sure I can't even imagine how hard that was for you going through that, but you know, it's, you either do it or you, or you just stay in that, in the, you know, in the minutia or whatever you want to call it, you know, yep. oh, someone else did to you and you, nobody wants to live like that. You know, we all have to make something of the bad, make it good. We only have one well, chance. I promise that, tomorrow. And- yeah. And well, and like you, I come from a line of very strong women, but very conventional. And there was a lot of pressure and some guilt tripping from my family. Um, I mean, they were there for us, but it, it was, there was a lot of stuff that I had to get over that had to do with my folks and, and other members of my family. But, you know, it, that is what it is. And, um, I just consider myself the black sheep of the family. <laughs> I think I, well, I am too, but you know, I, I am not close with my family, which is odd because I'm Greek, hundred percent Greek. And usually Greek families are all very close and, you know, I'm not, so I didn't have any help from my family at all with my children. So no, I had a lot of good friends, thank God. And, uh, and just what good my mother did instill in me is that when I told her I was getting married, she's like, you just make sure you take care of yourself and that, you know, you're going to be okay and that you have what you need to do. Because, you know, from coming from a divorced parent, it's like, you don't trust anybody. You keep it, you know what I mean? You keep strong, whatever. So, and that is the good, good about that. But on the other hand, like I didn't have any family pressure to stay married or, and I can't even imagine what that would be like, but you know, I'm just, uh, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be as happy as I am today. So who knows what would happen? Well, and you, and you can't go back. I mean, you just you can't go back and relive life. So it is where you are, and you just have to leap forward from there. What is your favorite failure in life? That was the tough question. <laughs> See now, that to well, me is a favorite failure. Let's wait. Explore that for a minute. How is there a favorite failure? Okay, I mean, there's a lot of failures. But favorite. I don't really so, get so, that question. Understand? Okay, it. so so let's look at it like this: we all have failures. Yes. There's, and you can look at them as a failure. You can look at it as a learning experience. So, was there something that happened outside of getting out of your marriage? Because we know that that was one of the big learning lessons. But is there something else that you went through that maybe you wanted to do and it didn't work out quite the way you thought and you thought it was a failure, but it actually opened the door for something else to come through? Well, you know, I was in business for myself uh, before I had a clothing store in my 20s before I got married. I had it for quite a few years and I sold new and vintage clothing even back then. Closing it down was really hard because it, it felt like a failure. You know, it was like I'd been in business for about six years um, by myself. Did it? I mean, I had a little financial help from my mom when I started, but it was very prideful to have that. And, and I was still doing hair a couple of days a week. So it's working my ass off. And then when I, I had to close, close it down and it, it was like, it just killed me because it was like a big failure to me, even though it was just a matter of the time. So I had to close it down because the stuff that I was selling was starting to be sold in the, in the big stores now. So, you know, they can get the expensive stuff there cheaper than what I could sell it for. So, but I knew that in my head, like, okay, I know why this is failing, but it still killed me. Cause it was like, okay, all this money and time. And I'm this business owner. And I thought I was like, you know, all together and then having to close down and, and, and made excuses for why I closed down, you know, to kind of save face a bit. But 
that might be it because I mean, I'm doing it again in my 50. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're kind of looking for spots to open up maybe another store like that. So, so, so you're actually looking, you think you might want to do a storefront again, a bricks and mortar. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're kind of, but I mean, you know, again, we are in Orange County and it's like crazy rants on everything and oh, no. uh, a lot of competition. But I mean, it's just, you know, the passion's back into that. The passion, I stopped doing that. You know, I stopped uh, going to thrift stores or going to flea market. I stopped all that stuff I enjoyed once the failure hit. You know what I mean? Right. And so, you know, now it's just like, if I don't go to the thrift store a couple of times a week, it's like I'm a crack addict for it. You know what I mean? Which is so dumb. It's if people don't understand the score when you make a good score, you know, of something. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that failure is making me really just, you know, have this side hustle. And here's another thing is I want to get out from behind the chair. I mean, I love hair and I love styling and all that stuff. But it, it, I've been standing behind the chair for 37 years and body is, you know, kind of breaking down in that manner. So if I could, this might be leading me into maybe I can weed that out of my life. and Or, 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 or downshift and not have to do it. Have to so do it. Right. Absolutely. And we talk about that all the time, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's fun to have a partner in crime, you know, Troy and I love to go to flea markets together. And if you, you know, look at my page on Instagram, you can see, you know, that we're there most of the time and doing that kind of stuff. And then we, you know, we sell at a, a flea market once a month. So that's where we're starting with all our inventory and getting back into it that way. So it's so, yeah, so. failure is that maybe, I mean, now I'm doing it with somebody and not by myself and enjoying it. Well, you still, well, you still, you still have, have the passion Yes. Because we've kind of talked about career and changing and all that. So what does balance look like in your life for you right now? Balance? I don't know if there is any. <laughs> you know, I understand that. There's so much, you know. I understand that completely. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, balance is just, you know, getting up, now getting my kids back to school, getting to the salon, getting to a thrift store. <laughs> We're having, having a good time, um, you know, going out again and enjoying life and live music and, and dinners with friends and my boyfriend. And that's all I think about is waking up that day and what, how I get through that part of the day. I mean, I don't mean get through it like it's horrible, but I mean, you know, that's my balance. It's kind of a crazy life. We just kind of go whatever the day takes us, you know, I just get back, you know, I have to pick up my kids from school, drop them off at home, go back to work and do more clients. So it's, I don't know if I have any balance, Sherry. <laughs> Well, you know, that's, so this is the thing that's very interesting to me because I work a full-time job in a health club as a business manager. I teach between six and eight yoga classes a week. I do some bookkeeping on the side and I'm a person who truly believes in multiple streams of income. So there's, there's most weeks where I do something to earn an income either six or seven days a week. And so I don't always have a lot of balance and, you know, starting this whole thing with this, creating a website and, and building the blog and doing the interviews and doing all of this stuff on Instagram and now creating this podcast doesn't leave me a whole lot of time for anything else. So I'm always curious to ask that question to people to find out what their balance is, because for me, I'm driven by what I'm curious about. I'm, I'm driven by wanting to learn more about people. I'm driven by things that I'm passionate about. And so I think that when you're doing that, as long as I make sure that I get enough sleep and, you know, eat fairly well and do all of that, 
I'm, I'm busy and it makes me, I, I feel happy to be busy. So I, I kind of get that same sense of that coming from you as well. Yes. I mean, it's like, we're always, I'm always looking for like the side, um, another hustle, you know, like it's like, Hey, you know, if I don't sell, if we can't sell the stuff, you know, in a couple months when we do our flea markets and I'm going to stick it online. But as I told you before, I'm not the best on the computer, but you know, I'm always looking for that keep going kind of thing. I, I there is no balance like you, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, <laughs> this is fun. I think it's fun. You know, I do it. And I look, some, I look at some of these moms or or women in our age group that are done, you know, don't have to do those things and they find other things that they enjoy. And But I look at them and it's like, I don't know what that'd be like. You know, I don't know if I would be completely bored or, or you know, I don't know if I don't have this constant like hurry and, and have to be somewhere. And I don't know. I don't know how I'd function. Well, it, it's interesting to me because my daughter is 32 and she had my, I, I'm going to say my one and only grandchild. Um, almost two years ago. And so I spent a lot of time with her because my daughter went back to work and all of us in the family have taken a day to take care of her so she doesn't have to go to daycare. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, that's one of my biggest joys in life is spending time with my granddaughter. She's just the, the treasure of my life. Oh, I can imagine. And, and, you know, she's the one who's taught me how to slow down on the, on Wednesdays when I have her, when she takes a nap, I take a nap. We go and play at the park together. You know, we go out to lunch together. We, there's just certain things that we do. And that's really my day to just sort of recharge my batteries, even though now at almost two, she's very busy. But I look at things like that and I think, you know, boredom to me is like a slow freaking death. I just, I cannot imagine being bored or sitting in front of a TV all day or I I don't know. I just, I don't, that just doesn't make sense to me. But in the same light, I also make time out because of where I work. I can get a massage regularly. You know, I I do things to take care of myself, but I I like to stay busy like you. It, It just... I don't want to waste any time. Exactly. And I think that's what, you know, I don't know if you are in another relationship or not, but I mean, that's what I think when Tor and I got together, it was kind of like, look, you know, we don't want to waste any time. We were not happily in our previous relationship. So, and I'm not saying you need a relationship to make you happy. I'm just saying that we don't want to waste any time. We want to do what we can to enjoy our life now and, and get the most out of it. I mean, yeah, there's lazy times if you want to call it where you don't want to do anything, but it's just, yeah. You know, the other night he wanted to go listen to a band and it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, we did that on the weekend and I drank too much and I, I'm not 23 anymore. McDonald's at like one in the morning and it's like, no, I don't want to go. And then I'm like, you know what? He wants to go. I enjoy it. Yes. I'm tired, but you know what? I'm not going to get that night back again. And it ended up being a great night. We went out again. Right. I mean, I know that sounds kind of no, nothing. But, 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 but that's really true. And, and uh, my thing is, is that I've been single now for the most part for the last nine years. I've dated here and there, but there hasn't been any serious relationships. I live on a very small island outside of Seattle. And I've lived here for 32 years. It's, I know most of the people, if I don't know them, I know their kids or I've played softball with them or volleyball or coached them or taught them yoga or, you know, whatever. So I don't date a lot here on the island and it can be difficult for some people to get over having to take the ferry if they want to come and see me, which (laughs) 
I don't mind going to Seattle and, and taking the boat. But the other thing for me too is I'm a lot more discerning with who I want to spend my time with these days. I'm not interested in I'm I'm out of the man fixing business. So if you're going to show up and and want to be in my life, you need to show up and I'm not looking for perfect, but I I'm really looking for somebody who's done some work on himself and 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 really wants to be a communicator and somebody who wants to be in a relationship. I I haven't been real successful at finding that. I do much better with younger men than with older men because they're afraid of of a strong woman. A lot of them don't don't really get that concept of being a strong woman. So, yeah. And that's, tr- it, I totally understand that. And, you know, I think my relationship, I think that's something that I will speak for him <laughs> that he does. Find, <laughs> I think he finds exciting. I, I'm very different from his first relationship. And, you know, some men, like you said, they can't handle that. And, you know, that whole yeah. fixing thing is like, yeah, I tried to fix in the first and, you know, every relationship has its problems and you come in with, you know, your crap and bullshit from your previous relationship. But, you know, it's like in the big scheme of it, if you can get past those little things, you know, I'm not into just having somebody for companionship. And I think a lot of women in our age group do that. And they're just yeah. like, well, I'm alone. And men do it too. I'm not blaming women, but or I want someone to take care of me. And, you know, and I get that because I wasn't ever taken care of, but I'd rather be with somebody that, gets me then takes care of me you know i mean that's more important and that's hard to find it really yeah, is, it is it is very hard to find and the interesting thing to me is you know i am not a physically small person i'm almost six foot tall oh you are my goodness oh, yeah, yeah. So, i'd be afraid to you date know. you <laughs> <laughs> and so you know it, it i i'm really looking for somebody who's taller than i am because Which is hard to find. Yes. Well, and you know, and I come from a tall family. My brother's six seven, my other brother's six five, my dad's six four. I mean, we're a very I'm an Amazon and, and I'm I'm fine with that. But, but um good shape too, and you can probably kick somebody's ass. So that probably, you know There's that too, and I do have an edge. I do, you know, and, and I'm also very heart centered and very emotionally compassionate person, but I do have an edge and there's a whole lot of facets to me. And it's like, you know, when I get these guys on some of these freaking online dating sites are like, Oh wow, you look really great for your age. I'm impressed. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then it's like, and dude, you're younger than me and you look older than me. And I always have to bite my tongue not to say, and you look really old for your age. Thanks for checking in. (laughs) And, you know, know, I'm sure being on those dating websites, because I have, trust me, being behind the chair, a lot of the women, the stories that I hear is like, you know, the penis pictures, nobody wants to see your penis. Sorry. These no. men send that. <laughs> I just had to go there. I'm sorry. You know, and, and my thing is, it's like, you, you know what? There's there's more to me than what I look like. And, right. And most people don't, when I go out with my granddaughter, they sh- think she's my daughter. Most people are surprised to learn my age. And, you know, I mean, some of that's genetics. Some of that's just how I live my life. And some of it is just my personality. I refuse to live whatever somebody tells me I should live at 57, to me, that's a number. I can do whatever the hell I want, whenever I want to do it. And I'm out there living life. And my thing is, is if you want to get on the Sherry train, get on the train and, and do what you need to do to keep up. Otherwise you better get off and don't let the door hit you in the, in the ass on the way. Right. 
like the sugar train. I'm gonna have the carry train. <laughs> well, it's just it's just that life is too short, and I've been through enough relationship stuff. I've done my work. I still have my excess baggage, but I've gotten it down from like four Louis Vuitton trunks down to a carry-on. And I'd like to meet somebody who has his shit in a carry-on too. There you go. You know. Or, you know, or if if it's, you know, if you don't, you you sound like you'd be fine just by yourself and doing what you're doing with your, you know, family that you have, you know? I mean, it's not, and a lot of women don't realize that they're okay by themselves, you know? And it's so interesting because I've been listening to um, a book called all the single ladies and they're talking about how back in the late 1800s the early 1900s that a lot of this whole thing of getting married and getting married young was you know sort of societal and then when the 1900s kind of rolled around and women started getting education and started being able to vote there were a lot of women who spent a lot of time together in groups or in friendships and it there were a lot of women who started not wanting to get married and so it was this societal pressure to kind of break that whole thing up and create this competition thing of you got to get married, you got to have babies because that's how, you know, the life is supposed to be. The research is now showing that there's a whole lot of people right now that are like, you know, if I don't get married and I don't have kids or I'm not in a relationship, I'm really going to be okay. And that's sort of where I'm at. It's just like, I would love to have someone in my life. I would love to have a partner. I would love to have somebody to travel with, but I'm not going to let that slow me down. You know, I've been to Italy. I've been to Paris. I've been to England. I mean, I still have places that I want to go. And it's like, you know what? If I sit around and wait for somebody to go with me, I'm never going to freaking get there. So I'm just going to go and do it. But Right. And, you know, I felt, I think, you know, that whole marriage thing, like you're talking about at a certain age, it was like, yeah, you know, I felt looked down upon by a lot of people too because I wasn't married, you know, in my 20s and my 30s. And, you know, at 37, that was old. I mean, now now I, I don't think it's that old anymore. But, you know, and I worried about what I was going to look like when I dropped my kids off at school or get involved with the moms at the school because, you know, they're all going to be younger. Well, you know, there's really – there was a few that were my age, which was nice, but not. I think now it's becoming where – Women now that are in their 30s are thinking, I don't need to get married. I don't need to have my babies yet. I can still do what I want to do. And maybe later, if I decide I want kids, I can do it when I'm 38 or 39. You know, I don't have to have them by 25 anymore. Well, and I think it's really awesome. And I'm glad that it's changing. Well, it's interesting because I was married at 21. And so I, I, you know, I was sort of, the, but I was just, you know, thought, well, I'm just going to get married young. My mom and dad got married young. I'm going to get married young. And, and then looking back on it was like, you know, I just had, I, I just didn't, I didn't have the emotional intelligence to give myself some more room to figure out who the hell I was before I got married. And, you know, that came later, but it's just very interesting to me that sort of the change that's happened in life and how people are approaching it. I had one of my yoga students who is a regular and she got pregnant and she, so she came to me to talk about, you know, what are the things I should and shouldn't do and blah, blah, blah. And, and she made a comment one class about that they considered her pregnancy a geriatric pregnancy. And I said, how old are you? And she said, I'm 37 or 38 or something like that. I'm like, they consider that a geriatric pregnancy? She's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's a horrible thing to say to somebody. Well, you know, it is because, okay, when I, I remember I had, um, like I said, I had my first son 
Kiros when I was 39. And then I had uh, my second son, Nikos, when I was 42. And then when I left that day, my doctor, who I love, he said to me, I go, I don't want to see you back here again. And I was like, you know, he kind of said it like laughing, you know. Right. And I was like, when I, when I left, it's like, well, seriously, what if I wanted one at 44? I mean, I had no problems with my pregnancies. Not one thing was wrong with him. I worked a week up to both deliveries. And thank God for that, because I know women do have problems. And I don't want to make light of that, because I know it's super hard for some women. It's like... I can have another baby if I want at forty at forty four. You know who's to say? And look at them now. Look at the other women that are having that fifty. I'm not saying it's the best thing for everybody, but I, that statement, like the geriatric thing, it's like our bodies can do it. You know, we can do it. I don't know if I'd recommend in your fifties, but you know, if you're going to do it, oh well, we can do it, right? Yeah, I, I, I'd spend time with my granddaughter like this because I have her a lot of times on the weekends and everything, and I'm thinking, lordy, lordy, I wouldn't want to go back and do this all over again at my age. <laughs> I love her dearly and we have so much fun together. And when mama and daddy come home, I'm so happy to leave her and come home. (laughs) You know, and you're in shape, you know, with your yoga, you know, just bending over, picking up kids and, you know, for for younger kids and they want to run around the park and you're like, no, I just want to sit here and glass of wine or whatever, you know, (laughs) that part I get, but I mean, I think our body, I mean, like I said, I, I, worked up till the delivery and I went back to work six weeks after that, you know, and it was like, right. our bodies are amazing. And I don't think that, you know, at that age, I don't think 40 is that old, you know, I don't either. And I just think that if you can get pregnant and you want to get pregnant, then why the hell shouldn't you? It, right. It's it's interesting to me too, to me too, because I, we were at the park this last weekend because I had her for the whole weekend and you know, she wants, there's all kinds of things to climb up and she needs my help. Well, then once she gets up to the top, she, and she calls me more, more, which is Danish for grandmother. And so she, she's like more, more, and she expects me to climb up there too. And I'm thinking it's a damn good thing I'm in shape because this kid is running me all over this freaking playground. But there are other grandparents there that are, you know, they're, they're maybe pushing the kids on the swing, but they're not climbing up and down the slides and going up and down the obstacle thing and holding on to the rings. And it just, it makes me laugh. <laughs> right. Well, I know because I mean, if you think about it, like when I look back and think about my grandma, what she was like at 50 and 60, I can't imagine her doing what you're doing or what I'm doing now. You know, it's just yes. so different, you know, looking back on yes. my grandmother. I can't picture her putting on a cowboy hat and going out and listening to a band play when she was 50. <laughs> so and I, and I remember telling, this is totally off character, but I remember telling my girlfriend, we were, we were out, we were single, we were out in nightclubs and yeah, I was that girl at club almost every night. Right. So I said, Oh man, if I'm doing this and I'm 30, you need to shoot me. So then it was like, okay, I'm 30. And then it's like, okay, if I'm doing this and I'm 32, you need to shoot me. So then it's like, okay, if I'm doing this, and I'm 35. So it went on. You know, so now it's like, oh my gosh, I'm 56. And I'm, even though I'm in a relationship, I'm still going out to nightclubs and not dancing, but listening to music. And having, but it was just funny because I thought that was so old then to be out enjoying myself, you know, in my thirties then, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, I think some of that is, you know, the media and all of that. So, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit and about aging and how do you, I mean, I kind of feel like it's a little bit, um, they really try and this whole thing of being young and looking young and being thin and, and all of this. And it really is alienating for 
women of a certain age who are still very active and busy. And it's it's interesting to me. And, and I'm of the opinion that you can do whatever feels good. If you want to have plastic surgery or you want to get fillers or you want to do whatever, knock yourself out. But I'm like, you know, I worked hard to get to the point to this place with what I look like. And I kind of want to look like me for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm going to get older. I realize that, but I just, I don't feel the need to try and continue to, to look young. My thing is that I want to stay as independent and flexible and doing as many things on my own as I can for as long as I can. Yeah. And you know, I'm not very flexible. <laughs> Well, I'm you kind do, of, I believe do. a lot of that I do uh, agree with, but I am that girl because I am all about hair and makeup. And if you, right. see, my, if you see my page, it's like, I haven't had any Botox or filler or um, done anything uh, surgically. I'm not opposed to that someday, but I do want to look like myself. I see, we see a lot of botched jobs around, you know, I'm sure I what is the weird to me and now what I focus on on our page sometimes is, you know, you look in the mirror and you're like, that girl with the wrinkles and the sagging skin isn't who I am inside. Like, I don't, I'm like, who is that looking back at me? Because I, I don't feel like I'm her. I don't, I'm, I'm not that girl in the mirror. You know what I mean? Because inside yep. I'm still, like I said, doing something like I just, younger girl would be doing or or I, I do want to try the latest makeup and you know I'm all about that and that's where I struggle because I don't want to be trying too hard and looking like I am but I still you know love all that and I still want to I don't know if it's look young I guess I want to look the best that I can at my age there you go yeah I'm not saying I'm that's what I'm saying so if I wanted to look young I probably would have done some things to my face by now but you know I'm lucky I have some good genes in my family so I I think I'm doing okay but you know, you do, you fight with that person that's inside looking in that mirror. And I think a lot of women that I've talked to at the salon and, and tons of ladies, they, they feel that too. They really do. And that's really hard sometimes to find, as again, we talked about balance in what do you do with that? Where do you go? Yeah. What do, you know, that feeling, you know, well, that's and, it. And I agree with you. I mean, I get my hair cut religiously every four weeks. I have, you know, I have a, I have a pretty edgy hairstyle. I mean, up until just this last haircut, I was, she was, you know, using the clippers and shaving it down pretty close and short and spiky on the top. And I don't wear as much makeup anymore as I used to because I don't work in the corporate world anymore. But when I go out, you know, I like to look nice and I like to have, well, the, the interesting thing is, is that I've, it's so much more casual, especially here on the West coast, wearing a nice pair of jeans and a cute pair of shoes or some boots and, you know, some kind of a cute shirt is, is, is dressed up and I don't feel the need to wear like sequins or, and the other thing is, is I don't also want to dress frumpy either. I mean, I wear wild yoga pants. I mean, some of the most wild yoga pants you have ever seen <laughs> and, and, and wear, you know, my harness boots and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's just who I am. And everyone's like, you know, you can carry that off, but I can't. And it's like, sure you can. Exactly. That's what, you know, I'm glad you said that because that's something that, you know, if you do, if you, I'm sure you've looked at my page and, or, you know, if I were something, that same thing, like, oh, you, you can carry that. I couldn't do that. And I go, yes, you can. I mean, that's what's, I get upset. It's like, why? Because you're 50 or you're 38 or you're, you know, 57 or 60. It's like, 
you know, I see some of these women on there that are on a, the Instagram over 50 kind of situation and they right. look great, you know, and it's all ridiculous if you think it is, you know, it's about wearing something and saying, I look good in this and I like it. I was kid around with the, the girls at work and you know, one day I'm going to come in with something off flowers everywhere. You're going to think I've gone crazy. You know? <laughs> I bought, I had, a, if you look at one of my Instagram pictures, I'm wearing this floral dress. And so um, I saw that one. Yeah, the blue one. And, you know, of course, I got my cowboy hat on, my cowboy boots with it, and a vintage hat bag. I did it with my twist. But, I mean, I got so much shit from my girlfriends that know me. They're like, I got all these, like, texts. Oh, my God, you're wearing flowers. It was hilarious, you know? And it's like, yeah. but you know what? Now, it's like, I didn't feel comfortable when I first bought it. And I, I put it on a couple times, and like we all do with something. And, and I'm like, nah, I can't wear it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to rock it into my kind of style. And, you know, I've got so many Instagram messages about it and, and positive stuff about it. And, you know, it's just like, you got to try it. I mean, it wasn't me. I didn't think, and now I kind of like it. And, you know, all the shit I got for it, you know? Oh, and well, it, it, it's interesting. Positive shit though. You know, it was, yeah. it was fun. You know, like, oh, hell just froze over, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what you're saying about your crazy, you know, workout wear. It's like, this is the second half. If you want it, try it. Just have fun. You know, who gives a shit what anybody thinks, right? Well, and it's so funny because at work, they call me awesome pants. And, you know, I'll come walking through the door and, you know, everybody else is wearing black pants and plain colors. And I come in and I'm wearing Wonder Woman leggings or leggings with ganache and, and graffiti all over them and mesh that you can see through. And I'm like, you know, I work in a health club. I can wear I, I wear yoga clothes seven days a week and love and I look better in my yoga clothes and most people look in, in their regular clothes walking around but you know, like you like you I've worked in retail I was a stylist I was a, a a clothing and a footwear buyer for several years and I'll never forget I was working in um a little boutique here on the island and I was wearing a pair of red cowboy boots and I loved, loved, loved those cowboy boots. I mean, and to me, cowboy boots are like wearing slippers. If you get the right brand, they are the most comfortable boots and they're bright red. I mean, they are red and they've got wing tips that are kind of with brown and they've got some turquoise in them. And this one woman walked in and she goes, oh, those boots look so great on you. And I said, thank you. And she said, you can wear those. I can't wear those. And I said, yes, you can. And she said, no. She said, you have the attitude to wear them. I said, you know what it is? I said, you get the boots and the boots give you the attitude. I said, you just have to wear them. That's all it takes. That's true. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it is about once you put it on, like you don't think, like I said about that floral dress, it's kind of like, you know, even my boyfriend was like, wow, I, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, but, but you rocked it the way that worked for you with your cowboy hat and your, and your cowboy boots. And don't you think that when you wear a good pair of cowboy boots that they kind of give you a swagger when you walk anyway? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's not, like you said, there's nothing like a good pair of cowboy boots. And, you know, for me, when we find them at the flea market and like, there's, I'm a germaphobe, so the fact that <laughs> I can stick my feet in there just is awesome, and I don't give a shit, you know, because they're so cool, I have to have them. It's like, yeah, you know, and there's a good pair of boots. It doesn't matter who's worn them, you know, I don't care, yeah. but it, it does make you feel, and that, that's how I kind of feel with hats, too. I'm wearing this damn hat, and, like, my boyfriend and I both wear them, and so now we're fighting for, okay, I'm wearing, we have to say, you have to call it out. Like, last night I said, 
before he was getting ready, I'm all, I'm wearing a black hat, bitch, tonight, not you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we have to call him out. And people are like, we're going to be like, oh, we look like like kind of twins, both wearing hats. But you know what? We get compliments when we wear them. We don't do it on purpose. It's just our style. And, you know, and I go, I don't give a shit what people say if well, we're both wearing the same hat anymore, is, you know? You're not, you're not wearing them for anybody else. You're wearing them for yourself. And, right. and I wear a lot of hats, but I wear fedoras and like straw hats and that sort of thing. And I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things though, for me though, it's, it's a commitment because if I wear a hat, then it smashes my hair and I can't take my hat off. So I, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't do that to my public because I will tell you that every week I probably get at least five women who come up to me and say, I love your hair. Who does your hair? Or can I take a picture of your hair? Or what lip gloss are you wearing? <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. And, you know, being a stylist and so many women will be like, oh, I want to cut my hair short, but I can't. I'm sure you get a ton of compliments because the gals that I do cut short, like I've seen your hair on your profile picture, which is adorable. You know, the ones that have it short, they get so many compliments on it. And it's sad that women want to do it, but, oh, my husband won't like it, or I don't think I'll look good, or... You know what I mean? It's like, it's hair. You know what? It's, it's an accessory. It grows. Yeah. It grows. Well, and, and you know, and I don't have good hair for long hair anymore. And my, my last ex at one point in time said, you know, I'd, I'd really like you to let your hair grow out a little bit. So you look more feminine and boy, that really hit me and I let it grow out and it, didn't look good. And I had my driver's license picture taken while I had let it grown out. I cut all my hair off again and went to use my license to, to, you know, write a check somewhere. And the girl looked at my license and she looked at me and she looked at my license. She said, can I tell you something that, and, and not offend you? And I'm like, you can tell me whatever you want. And she's like, you look so much better with short hair. <laughs> and I said, thank you. But you have to have the attitude to carry it off. If you don't have the attitude to carry it off and you walk around feeling self-conscious, then you're, you're not going to and I've had so many men say, you know, I really like long hair on women, but you look really great with short hair. So, and, and isn't, that, isn't that great too? And, but yeah. I want to ask you, is your hair gray or are you, I couldn't tell by the pictures or do you dye it? I, I do. I do color it. Um, I was a towhead as a kid and it got kind of dirty dishwater blonde as I got a little older. And then it's, it's gone pretty gray. So when I color my hair, it's not necessarily to pull the color out anymore. It's to put color in because there's whole sections of my hair that are gray. Right. And that's another thing too. I noticed because there's this big movement of, you know, being older and, you know, just embrace your gray hair and, and, you know, don't Hell color your hair. No. <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you colored it or not is no, hell no. And I'm not just saying that as a business thing because I want your money to color your hair. Yes, that's true. But, and I, there's a few women on Instagram and if they hear this, nothing offense, uh, you look amazing in it, but I'm not doing it. And I don't recommend no. it because a lot of people don't look good with gray and it does age you. Not that you can't look beautiful in it, but no, I can't. No, we need to keep that going. Well, you for know? me, it re really washes out my skin. Um, my grandmother was 18. My mom's mom was uh, was 18 and she was gray. My mom has gray hair and she's been coloring her hair forever. And my mother is 78 and she will go into the casket with her hair colored. I'll probably be the same way because I can't imagine. I can't imagine having gray hair. 
I just well, yeah. Here's what I told my boys: it's like you make sure my hair is done, and you <clears throat> you pluck those chin hairs out. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I tell them. And, I mean, it's the truth because I'm not going out that way. There's no way, you know? Well, and people can call it vanity or whatever it is, but it's the interesting thing to me is that I'm Danish and German and English and I've got, you know, you get that peach fuzz and it's like you get rid of that and you totally get the shape of your face back again, but you don't realize it until you actually do something about it, right? Right. Well, you know, me being Greek, as I mentioned, there's things that, as Troy shaking his head, it's like, I have to shave my mustache like the next guy. <laughs> I'm in there when I'm shaving my legs, I'm shaving the old mustache. It's like, you know, like always. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make yourself feel better. <laughs> well, and, and like you said, I want to look the best I can at my for my age. I don't want to look like I'm 20 because I'm not 20 and I certainly don't want to go back to being 20. But I do want to look good for my age. And, uh, you know, I don't want Absolutely. to the chin hair thing. That's, oh boy. Yeah. That's one of those and, things I look in the mirror and I'm like, you know what? I don't mind getting old, but I didn't sign up for this shit. No, and here's the thing. Because I looked in the mirror Monday morning and there was nothing there. And then Tuesday it was like five inches yeah. long. So that's not cool either. How they grow out like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That wasn't there yesterday, you know? So yeah, yeah that's definitely bad. Well, and, and every once in a while, I won't check before I leave to walk out the door. And then I'll come back later at, at, at night and look and go, oh, my God, I walked out the door with all of those chin hairs. Oh, fuck. Right. So, yeah, no, this is about hair removal today, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Who or what is your biggest inspiration in life? There was a man when I was 16. I uh, answered a ad because back in the day there was the penny saver i don't know if they have yes okay and there was an ad for a part-time receptionist at a hair salon and i was like okay i worked fast food you know i'm gonna do this so i went and answered the ad and got the job as the receptionist and there was a man named george he owned the salon and he was a hairstylist and he was he was a dad that i didn't have and he was like a mentor to me and kind of kind of my father figure and he had, he changed my career, my life, the way I dressed, the way I felt about myself. He showed me a whole different world that I knew nothing about, you know, just growing up with my single mom, you know. So he it taught me to be a businesswoman. And there's so many things. That man is 90% of why I'm where I'm at. That's tremendous. That That's so amazing. And how old were you? I was 16. And how old was he? He was maybe 20, uh, 10 years, 10 years older. So he's probably 26, 27 okay. and he had already owned this on, but unfortunately he's passed away and you know, I didn't get to tell him all those things, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for him, I mean, a funny story, a short story. So, you know, I was in high school and I went to him and it was the first week I was working there. And so I, you know, went up to him and, you know, I was scared to use this amazingly tall good looking hairdresser and you know, he was straight at the time and uh, you know <laughs> and I walked up to him and you know it's my first week this little girl that shows up at this big you know cool salon and I'm all hey I'm going skiing um next week for a week and he goes you can't go skiing you just got the job here I go well fuck you then I'm gonna quit <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> he goes no uh-uh stay and now I really like you because you had the balls to do that and it was just like 
uh, that started our connection. It was like if this little girl from nowhere had the balls to say that to me, because he was, you know, he was giving me feedback. You can't do that. You can't. You just started. I'm like, well, fuck you all. Quit. And he was just like, oh my god. <laughs> And well, that just I mean, like, you you just stood up to him and said, you know what? You don't get to tell me what I can and can't do. I'm in charge of what I want to do. Period. And it was it, I was 16. I was so dumb because it was like I just was like, well, I'm going. My mom paid for the trip. I'm you know I'm going skiing with my friends. It was kind of like I didn't really need to work. My mom didn't say I had to have a job, so it was kind of. But ever since then, it was like I, that started our relationship. He told that story to everybody for years. <laughs> you know, he you know he was one person that warned me not to get married. I should have listened. <laughs> I definitely, you know, I I definitely have to say he, his name was George and yeah, he's, he's who, now I said 90% of who I am today because of that man. Well, that's a great story. All right. Let me ask you this. What would you tell your younger self now looking back at your life? I don't want to be cliche, but don't sweat the small stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, as as cliche as that is, it's the truth and, and, you know, go with your gut, you know, and, uh, And enjoy, enjoy with that time. I mean, we, I think we all like, Oh, I can't wait till I'm 21 or I can't wait till I you know get my first apartment or buy my first house. And you don't, or you worry about how you look so much then, you know, looking back now, it's like, man, I look good. You know what I mean? Or (laughs) do not like, I guess just appreciate your younger self. I mean, I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like I lacked presence. Um, and, and really being in the moment, like you said, you're always thinking about, oh, when I get older or when I do this, or when I get married or I get the house or I get this job or I do, instead of just being present in the moment and really loving what was happening in the moment. And like you said, here you were picking yourself apart and you look pretty damn good back then. And when you look back at it, I don't think it's cliche at all to say, enjoy the moment. And there are so many women who say the same thing that all feel the same way. It's it's true. It's like even just a year ago, you know, this, the aging process It's like, you know, you're, you're picking apart the chin hair or whatever. And it was like, Okay, or the, that or the there. dimples, it, it the dimples in your arms. You know, who said we had to have dimples in the skin of our arm? For God's sake! Yeah, yeah. or you look like you got your arm on the window. Time <laughs> here, and you see that skin like that. You're like, oh my god! You know, put the arm down. But I didn't have that like six months ago or a year ago. But then you're like, oh my arm's fat, or I'm not going to wear short sleeves, so my arm's fat. And then you, uh, I'm sweating because I'm not wearing short sleeves. But you know what? Like, <laughs> now it's just like. If I would have known then, why did I just wear the damn short? Now I wear the short sleeves. You know what I mean? It's like, right. whatever. You know, there's somebody that doesn't, that is fighting something else. You know what I mean? About themselves. So, well, you know. and, and my thing now is that I've gotten really good at just not giving a shit what anybody else thinks. That's the beautiful part about, I think, being second half or in your 50s and over, maybe 40s and over for some people. You really don't. I mean, I can honestly say I don't. Yeah, that I don't think that really came to to light for me until I I hit fifty. Um, yeah, I would say that too. I mean, it was starting to creep up a little bit because I've always had a bad attitude on certain things, and so, <laughs> uh, or I was a good faker. I think people would say, "Oh yeah, Carrie doesn't give a shit. She's this tough chick. She has it all together," you know. Yeah. But I did. But yeah, like late forties, early fifties. I really don't. You know what I mean? I don't care if you don't like me or what I do or what I have to say. Then I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. You know what I mean? No, and that's, and that's the other thing, too, is that I, I feel like there are so many women who apologize for their life. And I don't know if you went and looked at any of the blog post interviews on my website, but a lot of the, 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 blog, the women of the week came out of my focus group. 
And a lot of those women would send me back their answers and say, I hope this is okay. And I always say, this isn't for me. It's not about me saying whether this is okay or not. This is about you being okay and actually sitting down to think about this, to answer this for yourself. Because it doesn't matter to anybody else, but I'm curious about what, what you think about all of this. Right. And yeah. for the almost to a woman, they were all like, nobody's ever asked me that before. And it's like, well, I'm asking. Right. So it, it's just very interesting to, I, I just feel like so many people in our age group that there are some that are, you know, blazing forward like you are. And then there are some that are still, they have regrets or they have dreams or passions that they've never followed, or they've been living their life for somebody else for all of these years and they're afraid or they feel like they're too old or they just want to make sure that everybody likes everything they have to say. And it's like, you know, the hell with that. Just be yourself. I agree. I totally agree. And you know, and the people that if, if people are watching our Instagrams, yours, or going to listen to this podcast. It's like, there are some, you know, women, even in our age group that are, are still acting like idiots on, you know, making some other people feel bad on Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't know if you've come across that, but you know, I have, and oh, it's yeah. just, it's ridiculous. We're all, you know, just trying to do what we do and have a good time and trying to lift each other up and it shouldn't be a competition, you know, just do your own thing and, you know, and don't care what people say or you feel about you. It's not about that. Like how long have you been on Instagram? Not doing this second half hipsters in about a year, maybe uh, almost a year, okay. but I have, I've had my private page for longer than that, but I, you know, I didn't, I didn't do all this like second half stuff. I just had, you know, pictures of my kids or, you know, right. what I had for dinner. Yeah, right. And and when I started, it was, you know, there was, I bet a lot of yoga people and there were these great yoga challenges and it was fun and inclusive. And I learned how to take, you know, pictures with my phone and use apps to edit things and learned about, you know, how to pick a good background and all that. And it was this great space, but I'll tell you in like in the last 18 months, there are some people out there that are just unbelievably horrible to other people. And I can't believe some of the comments that people post on, on people's posts. And it's like, really, this is what you, this is what you're going to do in your life. This, you don't have anything else bigger going on. You're going to just judge someone else because you don't agree with what they have to say or what they look like or what they're posting a picture. And my thing is always like, if you don't like it, then don't look at it. Stop following. I know and that that is it's so true. And it's like something's wrong with that person. We all know if they're going to be saying things about people. But I'm just kind of shocked about the competition level on, yeah. you know, some of these Instagram things. Because it's like, you know, I know a lot of people are trying to make some money on it and do whatever. You know, if that comes, that's great. But, you know, it's, it's just it's fun. And I, don't, I think there's no room for people that are just nasty and vile. But, you know, I think we should all then there's a lot of lovely ladies out there that I've met yes. or have talked to like myself and that is so great because I wouldn't have been able to talk to you and get to know you and some other ladies too, without this kind of. Correct. Um, but I mean, I've met, I've met several people in person that I've met through Instagram and you know, there's been a couple of them that have been a little, uh, not so much, but in, and gone to yoga 
workshops and things and and met groups of people and for the most part i've i've always had really great experiences but it it's just one of those things where that's a part of the other thing i'm trying to do is to create community and connection over competition that as women we shouldn't be competing with each other because we are so powerful and so incredibly intelligent and creative when we get together and do things together as a group. I mean, look at the freaking women march for God's sake. Right. I think that right. blew everybody away by how many women and women of all ages, you know, that it, it has nothing to do with, I love, I love learning from my 20 year old niece as much as I love talking to women that are my own age or older. And I just think that there's so much to learn from each other that we have so much more to offer and that society somewhere determined that they, we needed to pit one woman against another. And that's not the way it should be ever. Right. Absolutely. You know, I learned so much from my younger friends as well as my older friends, yep. you know, and then we have a friend who I've met through my boyfriend who's held his stuff. He's 96 years old. Ah, oh, awesome. 96 years old. And he goes out hunting with my boyfriend and the young and some younger men every have like every every hunting season and 96 years old he's out there in 118 degree weather just living his life when you see that it just makes you think that you're 96 years old look what you're doing you're living your best life we can all do it no matter how old we are we can get something from everybody and women need to just stop it and enjoy each other and do their own thing. It's a beautiful thing. It is. You're only going to go around once, right? That's correct. <laughs> At least in this incarnation, you only get one trip around, you yeah. know, the life. So, well, I, I'm that sure. That man is a inspiration for women too. You, oh, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I think we could talk about everything for hours and hours and hours, but I, I don't want to take up more of your time, but I want to thank you so much for joining me and for agreeing to do the podcast and just being a part of the community that I'm trying to create because I just think that it's so important and I'm just really, really thankful and appreciative of your time. No, I want to thank you. I mean, I appreciate you um, seeking me out on my little uh, second half hipsters page there. Um, it was nice to get your, um, you know, your email and, and your request to do this. It was really fun. I mean, I babbled a lot. I hope I stayed a little bit on um. <laughs> no, you did great. You did great. This is what it's all about is I just want women to talk and tell their stories and for us to have a conversation and talk about some. It's just that most women I know have never really been invited to share their stories. And they there are certain things in society that people don't talk about, you know, and it's like the more you talk about them, the more you demystify everything that's going on. Right. And I, again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. This is great getting to talk with you and Hopefully we'll uh, get to know each other better. I would love that. Maybe I'll come down and, and uh, go to some thrift stores with you. <laughs> yes, we'll take you thrifting. And then when we sell up the flea market, you'll have to come help. <laughs> All right. I can do it. I can do it. Well, thank you All again. Right. And you have a great evening. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.